Hello, hello. Is that you? No, it is you. <laughs> That's the truth, though, right? Isn't it? Because I'm merely a reflection of you. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole, you know, macro Hello? micro prosopus thing. <laughs> Where'd you go? Oh, was that was that the loud squeaky door opening? No, it, it actually got fixed. So it's a that's why the squeak was subtler. No, there was no squeak actually. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even open it. I was still what 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 just happened? Because you know. We're like, yo, let's podcast, and, and everyone's listening, going, what the fuck are these two doing? <laughs> I mean, you're in Vancouver, so you're obviously, you know, high on the green air of life. Yeah, I'm watching it rain <clears throat> currently. Is it raining? That's nice. Oh, I missed the rain. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been raining for like the last two weeks. Oh, fuck, I fucking missed the rain. Yeah, I love the rain. There was like one night where it was raining here since I've been here, and I just went out and, and took my hat off and just felt the rain. It was just so refreshing. Miss the rain. The weather here sucks, but eh. yeah, and yeah. Well, we didn't get much rain this this uh, this year. <laughs> well, I remember we've had such brutal summers. Halloween, so. <laughs> oh, that was that was the night. That was the night we met. So we met on Instagram. Believe it or not, we met on Instagram, and then you, uh, like a year or something later, I invited you to uh, the Treehouse Halloween party, and you came, right? Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yo, so we had a little conversation when uh, at, at your place on your patio before I left Vancouver. But let's uh, give people listeners are more i was rushed in those days i'm less rushed now so we can do a more formal sort of thing why don't you tell people who you are and what you do and how you met me well i'm a man of very little words but in those words i'm very precise with what i say your posts <laughs> your posts would tell me otherwise i think you you write the longest posts on instagram but i i read them because sure. they're good and then I have no understanding of how you choose your hashtags, but I assume it's guided by some sort of spirit, whether clean or more likely unclean. <laughs> well, we all got to do laundry, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And eventually, once you get to the bottom one, then it's like, okay, yeah, I can leave with that one. You start with the dirtiest ones, and then you work your way to the cleanest. I was going to cut you off, but I was sure there was an alchemical meaning behind what you were saying. Now I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, so you're telling me, uh, yeah, it's just a conversation. So like back to back to cash, you're, you're writing something. You've been writing something for a long time. You have like over 50,000 words and you want to put it out on Amazon. Well, not quite that many, just because I took out a lot of different aspects that I thought weren't going to like treat it uh, like it's not going to have the same type of potency if I, if I make things too much of broad terms. So I ended up just like concentrating it as much as I possibly could. And it's like at 5,800 words right now. And I was going to go to 10,000, but I wanted it to kind of reach a number where each chapter is like really hard hitting kind of like the way that um, Collectania Hermetica hits and this other book called um, um, Alchemy, the Poetry of Matter. 
the same way that they use the type of like poetic word slam, just so it kind of hits you in your core. And if you don't understand it, then you, it's not one of those things that you could ask somebody, Oh, what does this mean? It would be more of the sense of like, you have to <laughs> like learn the, the, like the lesson behind it. Yeah, of course. Symbolic meaning, intuitive learning. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. 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 Rudolf Steiner was very big on and they're not going to be able to pick up on it just because they need to have those senses already applied. And like I gave a bunch of different steps. So it'd be um, more sought upon. People would be able to take them and instead of try and skip them and then go on to the next thing, they would see that there's, there's levels to it that are on different playing fields. So it's basically like you're playing kickball and then you're playing baseball and then you're playing softball and then you're playing dodgeball. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> sort of multi-genre. Yeah, until you get to the realm where it's like, okay, this is like, this is like Neo and Morpheus, <laughs> and then that that has to that has to advance. So it's there's heavy poetic elements to your writing style in this piece. Oh, for sure. Like it's it's kind of like bridging the gap between magic and science, but at the same time keeping like the keeping the same um, uh, esque of um, like the monkhood and how monks use this Eastern practice and then it brings in a lot of the different Western sciences what that are practice? literally trying to bridge the gap between the, the ancient, um, the ancient teaching. So it's basically bringing it back and then the science actually bringing it back to uh, the Eastern philosophies. Okay. What but practices also, are you referring to specifically? I don't know like much the, about the Eastern stuff. Like the whole, um, uh, reincarnation thing like the book is oh, that uh, it's going to be about like uh, the teachings of ascended masters but the whole point of the book is not to do what you need to in this life so then you can come back and redo it it's more of a sense of like doing what you need in this life so then you can you can like essentially um, do what you came out here to do it's basically like go big or go home essentially but home is right, right back where you started do not pass go do not collect 200 okay <laughs> yeah that that that's sort of <clears throat> the ouroboros right yeah the circulation yeah we always come back to the same stuff i mean we it's sort of like we do have to keep facing it over and over and and the only the only way out is you know constant continuous purification so i'm not a big fan of the idea of the eastern idea of enlightenment being a progressive raising upwards of yourself to higher levels of consciousness and staying there as long as possible and, and, you know, not coming down. I, I much prefer the, the solve coagula cyclical idea that we have as we progress up the tree of life, you know, through the serpent and then get shot back down as a lightning bolt. I mean, that's what we do in the circulation of light in the advanced middle pillar, right? That sort of, that sort of solve coagula thing microcosmically over and over and over infinite amount of times more or less so it seems especially if you're uh doing some crazy uh frater car reiki and middle pillar in the reiki and middle pillar <clears throat> we can talk about him later uh but i know yeah. it was really crazy i was actually thinking about that it, it was either yesterday or the day before that but i was thinking about pi may and in kill bill pi may was the kung fu master that was able to jump in the air and land on land on her sword when she was trying to stab him with it and he was able to do things and uh, prevent her 
from hurting him and then teaching her lessons uh, while he was doing that. It's because he was living in a different type of, um, he was living in the fourth dimension. And that's the reason why he was so, um, he was so uh, kind of ornery mm-hmm. and he, he would have to come down to her dimension. So he'd be able to meet her and teach her um, on her terms, but also still keeping his terms by schooling her. <laughs> well, I thought that that was like a really good analogy for like the Eastern, Eastern spirituality. Uh, if they don't keep the sense of humor, then they're really losing themselves. Yeah. And then how the Western is more about like the sense of humor. And then you build with these things, because if you lose your sense of humor, then you lose yourself. And I think that that's lost in like the translation between Eastern and Western uh, mysticism in a lot of different senses. Oh, absolutely. Are you, is your, is your microphone fluctuating? Cause it sounds like it gets tinny and then st- I'm wondering if that's just for me. No, I, I think it's the rain. I think it's just, Oh, that's the rain. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this is the first time I've tried using the built-in app uh, for Anchor to have a conversation that it allows recorded through itself and is edited in 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 house. It's pretty cool. Um, the reception, yeah. So my main curiosity is how the reception is. We'll see when we listen back to the recording. You there? Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I have once or twice talked to. A bit too long after someone hung up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just to the rain. I, I, I miss you, man. It's a, it's a, it's, it was too short a time that we got to actually meet and uh, hang out before I had to leave Canada. But you know, clearly, clearly, there's a connection. So uh, it's good to stay in touch and. I mean, obviously, there's a connection. I believe I gave you, like, the password and key to my storage locker with my library in it. How do you like that? How do you like them apples, right? That's sort of fucking insane. My family would probably be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, who else was I going to leave it with, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know I'm good shit. So it's like... Well, then again, you know, I met you on Instagram, and then we hung out a couple times. But, yeah, of course I know you're good shit. I trust my intuition. My intuition has actually never been wrong, which is one of my big, my th- main three sort of occult pursuits. I'm interested in three experiences primarily. Science, I think, should handle a lot of the rest of the stuff. I'm not really sure what the dividing ground between spirituality and science is, but maybe you're right, and if the only thing that can bridge it for now is poetry, then so be it. <laughs> it certainly does a good sure. job. Yeah, but I know the weirdest thing. Um, so I picked up this book called, uh, the psychology of the occult and it was, uh, written in 1952. So it's 66 years old and damn it, it sure looks it, <laughs> but I was reading it and they go through a lot of different things from ectoplasm to, uh, like the channeling of spirits and like they were really? completely biased to everything. They just wanted to make sure that they were focusing on the science side, but then keeping in their minds with their, with their social bias that everything that they are experiencing is going to have like a uh, paranormal type of um, espionage, like uh, um, associated with it. Because if there wasn't, then there would be no purpose in them doing it at all. Even if it was just for the scientific aspect. And like, I liked that part. I was like, Oh shit. And then once it really started getting into it, I was like, okay, so where have I been in 50 years? (laughs) Oh, can you break that down for me? I'm not really sure. I follow everything you're saying. So does it talk about the psychology of like ectoplasm and spirits as in 
why people would want to believe in these things or why some people would say they've experienced these things and others haven't? No, it was actually was more along the lines of, um, of uh, that people don't believe that it exists. So they went and, and documented a bunch of different cases where it's actually showing that these things exist when they wanted to remain biased throughout the whole entire time and not believe things even when given uh, some sort of um, um, result which was the craziest part because there's so many different uh, documentations of uh, pictures of ectoplasm where ectoplasm is kind of like a smoke that comes out of one of your orifices um, when you're deep in um, deep in a trance-like state and they take pictures of it. Like it doesn't look like a regular smoke. It kind of looks like, um, it kind of looks like a, hello? It's like a long stream, like a tail that kind of turns into smoke, but doesn't actually dissipate. It's really, it's really strange to actually look at it. It sounds crazy. I, I definitely want to learn more about this thing. It, it's, I would need some convincing, but you know, because <clears throat> it's basically like uh, all the people that I've, I, I've ever been told by is not to do shamanic journeying or not to do um, channeling for too long because, um, that like keeps you in that in that state kind of and like that's what the ectoplasm to me represents but at, at a different standpoint it's kind of like once that ectoplasm is established those mediums have said that it's more like a uh, antenna uh, to pick up um, more strongly so it's right. kind of like you're losing it but you're using that as an antenna to kind of facilitate that change and like keep the energy flow going all right I've just okay. I've never seen examples of. of I mean, I, I'm I'm just very skeptical when it comes to physical manifestations of things. So you're gonna you got to post me like a link or on the on the Facebook podcast page, and I'll I'll check into it because I love that I love that post you showed me at your house of uh, the psychic girl in India. I mean, that's that was astounding. Like by the end of it, I didn't even want to do a search to find out if they're she'd been you know disproven as a fraud or a, a, you know was it a scam or whatever i have i, I still will probably at some point just because it's good to know every side of these things but it's it was remarkable it was very very remarkable demonstration of psychism and i'm curious why if that's so if she's so legit why she hasn't gone and gotten that million dollars awarded to whoever can prove that stuff yeah i didn't even know that there was one well, you just watch the – you see the guy, the representative from the fund, uh, goes on assignment with uh, Joe Rogan in that Netflix show about the unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, it seems, looks to me like that Indian girl might actually deserve a million dollars if uh, she gets in touch with them. And, uh, yeah. Well, there's It's called her it's called uh -huh. the one million dollar paranormal challenge. <clears throat> really? Yeah. One. Here's what it says: one million dollar paranormal challenge was an offer by the James Randi Educational Foundation (JREF) to oh, pay yeah. out one million U.S. dollars to anyone who can demonstrate a supernatural or paranormal ability under agreed upon scientific testing criteria. I take issue with the word supernormal, supernatural or paranormal, of course, but I'm a naturalist, right? You know, I'm just 
I just think we need to recalibrate and reconsider our definitions and boundaries and categories. But um, a version of the challenge was issued in 1964. Over a thousand people applied to take it, but no one was successful. The challenge was, oh, the challenge was terminated in 2015. Oh. Okay, so they must have filmed that show uh, before. Yeah, because I thought that was more along the lines of a magician that could fool him and then convince him mm-hmm. about real magic in no. front of him. No, that was not a no. That was that was a way of, that was scientifically demonstrating any of the stuff that a shockingly large number of you know the population believe in. Hmm. Okay, that could be a reason. I doubt he might bring it back once he sees the school of the blind that's able to read light photons through their hands and project light from their eyes, even when blindfolded, even if they're blind, to be able to pick up. Um, with their pineal gland and pituitary gland of what light photons are actually emitting. So, like, one guy tried to demonstrate, this guy, Fei Wang, tried to demonstrate that he could send energy through his hand that can be felt by another person. And the test was electricity to the hand felt correctly eight out of nine times. So he, the results is he failed. Well, that's interesting, hey? eight out of nine times but he failed to do it one time so they have to be able to prove it consistently so maybe the Indian psychic girl maybe she if she does the same test ten times she will fail once well I don't know it seemed like it was like every single test she passed with flying colors and they did multiple tests of course it's but it's an you know we don't really know because it's a video and it's you know we don't really know all I'm saying, oh, it, look, it looked shockingly convincing. I went into it thinking this is utter bullshit and came out like, oh, wow. So someone's like, someone's been working hard. Because I also don't believe these are special traits only, only possessed by some people. I believe they are developmental for anyone. Any, any, I believe all human senses are the same and that we can just develop them to whatever extent we can or bother to try. Yeah, it's like the tongue tongue crack or like the being able to pop your ears or wiggle your ears or cross see, your I, don't, I don't think it's like that. Those things are genetic. Some people can do them. Some people can't. I don't believe any form of psychism that exists is like that. I'm totally open to being proven wrong, but that's just what I believe. And part of that's probably coming from, again, the very strong anthroposophical background I have. Well, it's also muscle memory, right? If you can train your muscles by the use of your mind then you're able to do it, right? It's like your brain can't differentiate between the things that you imagine in your mind, the things that you dream about, and the things that you do in real life. Your body recepts to it. Um, uh, what's that word? Your body receives it the same way. Right. So ultimately, like our body, our body of cells is all convinced of something, and we either need to rewind it and then rewrite it, or just go on and be like, oh, it was just a dream. But our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. Yeah, it is really amazing how uh, how our experiences and, and these subtle things about us affect actually our genetics. And they're learning more and more about that. Like, for example, a thing I was totally wrong on, I always sort of was very skeptical about the charging of talismans and charging objects. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done plenty of it. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, there's people that charge talismans and sell them to other people, right? Yeah. Each to their own. But I've, I've been skeptical about whether that even 
makes any sense within the story of our studies, right? Within that sort of spiritual mythology that we all love and pursue and that enriches our lives. And then, then we found out, we know now scientifically that objects actually do sort of have a memory. So that we have more proof for that. I was, I would have thought that something like that was, was not what we were going to discover. I thought we would be more likely to, to prove telepathy or remote viewing or something like that. Uh, Or perhaps even telekinesis before the uh, demonstrated, you know, scientific facts that show that charging objects or objects in general have a kind of energetic memory that I thought that just blew me away. So all those people selling and buying talismans like rock on, I guess. Yeah. Well, it certainly made me sad that some of mine were stolen in the B and E, but fuck those guys. We'll let the, <laughs> we'll let the avenging angel deal with them. Judgment is minds at the Lord. Right. Right. Sorry, it wouldn't wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be me if I didn't quote the Bible at least once. <laughs> this is true. So so tell me um, either more about the like the physical uh, energy stuff or about your book. I'm I'm curious about both those things. I love how much stuff you know that I'm fascinated by. Well, there was um, the thing about the talismans that I wanted to go into was about um, not only the charging of energy, but how long it would hold the energy for. <clears throat> and like uh, you have things like the stone brick theory uh, or it's like the audio brick theory where people are walking in a place that they've never been before and they're either lost or just a tourist or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like there is a file implanted in their brain and all of a sudden this scenario plays where they're seeing horses on carriages and then they're walking through stone walls and like they're seeing soldiers on horseback and like, like different places have these these memories stored um, in in certain objects, and you can't really tell which object it's coming from. It's kind of like this is like a hidden little gem within certain areas, but it's actually a real effect. And there's people that have felt it that are not even like clairaudient, clairestient. They're not empaths. They're not like um, spiritual. They're not religious or anything like that. It's basically just like a random happening that affected them so much that they freaked out and had to tell people about it or other people experienced it at the exact same time that they're experiencing it. And then that was like a big thing for me. So that was like, okay, things are holding a lot more energy uh, than we really even see. And then when you look at cellular biology, how you can actually store all of the world's knowledge into a glass of water, then that is kind of like a step up from that, how we'd be able to actually like program things the same way that we'd program a computer. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? I know it threw me for a little, for a couple of years. Like, <laughs> I made a post about it, and then I was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone for a while." <laughs> I started studying like ancient monoliths and stuff like that, things that were like resonating at um, a resonance field naturally, like 111 hertz or like things like that, resonant temples. Right. Huh. I don't know much about that. If I, if I sound silent, like dumbly silent, assume it's because you need to keep speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in the psychology book that I was reading, and then uh, they actually mentioned uh, hypnosis. And then once people came upon hypnosis, how they would take people to sleep temples, they would be hypnotized, and then they would come back a month later completely healed of all of their ailments. So how, like, they were doing that from ancient, like, ancient monolithic times. This goes back. 
Yeah, I heard someone talking about that. Like, you know, it goes to the whole point of us ignoring the study of the placebo effect. We know it's a real thing. We're not, and it could just be a term we're using to categorize what we can do spiritually and what's unknown. But we're not really studying that at all, even though we know scientifically the placebo effect is an extremely powerful thing. Oh, yeah, especially with monks, like inner alchemy. Like they have a lot of things that uh, talk about um, drinking poison and then either turning it to the medicine that you need or uh, that would be like turning lead into gold, essentially like poisoning yourself and being able to create the medicine with what you've been given. Mm -hmm. But it's like the same thing. It's like taking in all of the things that are around you and instead of letting them destroy you, letting them build you up. It's kind of like um, working from the inside out, like diving deep, finding out who you really are so then you can live your life in the way that you want and feel comfortable in your own skin. Okay. So it's interesting how that stuff works because it all falls into the same type of category. <clears throat> you keep going. I feel like you've just only begun to say what you're going to say. I hear, you know, when I was little, uh, my dad would get sick once in a blue moon, like, you know, stalwart carpenter. And uh, he would just, when he was sick, it was, we had to be quiet and he would just lie in the, my parents' room all day in the dark. And I would say, I asked him once, I'm like, what do you do? Like, why are you just, you're just lying there. He doesn't get, drink a lot of tea. I don't see him get up hardly at all. He says, oh, I just lie in bed. And he goes into a meditative state where he just visualizes a green light all around his body. And that's what he does for like, 24 hours and I never saw him sick for more than just one day and they weren't my parents weren't against medicine or anything like that they have some issues with diagnostic medicine but they believe transcendentally you can rise above any most illness but I, I remember being so stunned that an adult would say something like that to me and the evidence sort of seemed to show that it had an effect so yeah I hope they study more of that and as someone who practices faith healing and uh, different forms of spiritual healing myself, right? I, uh, I've seen things. I've done things. I feel, I've felt things. I've experienced things that just, they don't make rational sense. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's usually, uh, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. I know right. it's funny. I was thinking about, um, uh, uh, when you were saying that, I was thinking about this one video um, about this guy who was in the hospital for 30 some days and he hadn't eaten like a single day. <laughs> he came into his room, he had his blankets over him, and then he hops up. <laughs> he hops up and he's sitting there. Where'd you go? You vanished. I didn't hear you. I can't hear you. You've totally vanished. Oh, well. Hello? 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 Dean, I am your father. <laughs> you can't hear me again yet. Uh, you vanished. Something happened. Hello? Hi. Oh, you can hear me now. Perfectly. Okay. Adventures in podcasting. The apps that sometimes make our lives easier let us down in ways. Yeah, they also.
<laughs> there you go. For case in point, it cut you off even as you were trying to agree with that point. <laughs> Why oh, don't yeah. we take a little break and come back and see if it's better, all right? Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll hit you back in five minutes. All right, cheers. <laughs>